Day of the Beast Keeper's Diary number six. Hi everybody. Um, this instance of the Keeper's Diary, I want to talk about the Peru chapter. It's titled uh, entitled Mountains of the Moon. I think I said earlier that uh, I was a little bit nervous about running this particular chapter because I felt that uh, chapter two, uh, back in the Black Hills where they encounter an, N an NWI camp, um, I thought that in a way this was going to be kind of a repeat, and um, I had some reservations as to whether or not I wanted to actually put another um, scenario in here. I was actually thinking about uh, running the plantation from Mountains of Madness and uh, using that <coughs> as um, the in sort of as an introductory scenario into this one. Um, that's because in uh, this is a spoiler for the plantation now. So at the very end of the plantation. Um, you meet a, a particular deity, uh, and that deity um, gives you some powers, which I was considering whether I would actually uh, abbreviate that or not. But then that deity shows up again in Peru as kind of a side uh, side scenario, so to speak. And so that was that would have been kind of a way I would have had this deity kind of tell them or intimate to them that maybe they needed to go to Peru. Uh, in order to kind of meet this side plot. And I thought about it. I actually, um, you know, really studied the plantation so that I could try to run it. Um, I was a little bit concerned that if I suddenly brought in a new book that my players would notice it. Um, but I figured I could just photocopy it and just do it that way. If I, if I, if I kind of knew it well enough, I could actually try to run it um, from the notes, um, from photocopied notes, so that at least I wouldn't be bringing in this, obviously, this new book. But I also thought uh, in the end that um, the side plot was not something that was truly required for this scenario, um, the Mountains of the Moon. Uh, and so pretty much I was also, I, I was starting to get a little bit, I don't want to say bored is the wrong word, but I think I was kind of, I, I've said I wasn't very enthusiastic about this chapter, and so I guess I kind of just wanted to get it over with as soon as possible. Um, so as, as enjoyable as I thought the plantation would be, um, I decided that I would just go ahead and grit it, you know, gut it out, and do this, do this um, Peru business. And um, I went ahead and, and allowed um, Paul Lamont's dream to, again, drive this whole uh, sequence. Again, that was one of the things that I was concerned with, um, keep, continually using Paul as a scenario instigator. But it uh, it turned out okay. Um, I think one of the uh, one of the really nice things is that um, I had talked with one of my players, and come um, you know he had, he wanted he didn't want to play the professor anymore. This is um, uh, because uh, his sanity was getting a little too low, and so I just, and so I talked with him, uh, and we came up with the idea of Senor Santiago, and. We actually had some better, some bigger plans for him. Um, I guess it's not a spoiler to say that uh, by the time you're listening to this, that that character didn't last very long, unfortunately. <coughs> um, but if you listen to the place where he's introduced, um, I never actually say, I never actually say, this is your guide. Um, they arrive at the Thomas Cook building and I and then they, you know, I say they get to the Thomas Cook building, and there's this gentleman waiting, you know, who's standing outside. And I gave 
KJ the Q, and he just ran from it there, saying that, oh, I am your guide, and so on and so forth, and the players accepted that at face value. They never actually went into the building to verify, yes, this was their guide. And uh, we were, KJ and I were really thinking as to, okay, well, how do we want to play, you know, how do you want to play this out, um, and, and so on and so forth. And I thought he did a brilliant job. I mean, we, we, I really had fun listening to him, and I think you can hear the other players really enjoyed, uh, enjoyed this. Um, <clears throat> getting up into uh, Lima, again, that was pretty much uh, KJ's wicked imagination about um, getting to the trading post and the dialogue there. And so, uh, you know, I, I had a lot of fun. I have to say that really made this a bit more enjoyable to me. Um, the the camp was okay. I mean, they did the usual sort of, uh, um, you know, breaking and entering um, with the bad locks as a wonderful excuse for this character, Senior Santiago, having a lock pick, a locksmith, I think, of 75% uh, or so. Um, so they did find the main plot clues about the Blue John and Sector A48 and kind of went on with that. Now, there are a number of subplots in this chapter um, that the players really didn't, didn't uh, you know, they didn't latch on to. This whole notion of the legend of the ghost that walks, which I thought I might actually have to bring in a little bit later, which um, I'll get to in a second. Um, the whole thing about the rebels um, and, uh, and then uh, this, uh, the, the, uh, the treasure map slash, which I forgot about entirely, but uh, or you know the rebels, government rebels, and then also um, this uh, this other altar to this deity. Basically, they they pretty much left that. Uh, they didn't follow up on any of it, and that's fine. I didn't want to push them into these subplots if they didn't uh, if they didn't want to. Um, so eventually, they did decide to go to sector A forty eight. I was a little bit worried that they what they were going to do, and I was quite astounded that three of them decided that they wanted to sneak down. Um, you got to figure, even with 50%, you know, even if all three have 50%, and that's generous, because I know that wasn't the case, but even if three of them have 50%, the chances of them actually making a sneak roll, all of them making a sneak roll, are basically one in eight. Um, so the math pretty much says you, you send only one person down. And I was actually okay that it was Seamus that got caught initially. Um, essentially, what what would have happened to him after, you know, he, he, he by the way, uh, the, the player rolled, I think, an ought one on, or very well on the persuade, fast talk, whatever. So I, I felt justified that, okay, you know, I can give away some plot points through, um, through uh, this Jonathan Harris character. Um, and so eventually at the end, what would have happened was the, the Migo would have taken Seamus up to the gate, to the moon, and, and you know, scooped his, you know, put his brain in a can. And I was okay with that. And I, and I talked to the player afterwards as to, you know, well, that would have happened if this other thing hadn't happened. And, and they were okay with it, too, because um, at this point we had Randolph, um, you know, there. And actually, actually I, I only pushed for Randolph because I thought Seamus had a lower Sam than he actually did. So Carol was sort of playing two characters and, and being, you know, a new role player. I mean, she, I think she did a fine job. But, it, you know, I was okay with going ahead and killing one of these, uh, killing one of, you know, killing Seamus. Uh, but instead, the others decide to sneak, sneak further, closer, and KJ rolled a zero zero on his sneak roll. Um, so pretty much at that point, I, the only thing I could really ha have was 
he gets discovered too. And he didn't need to because they were the, the characters were hearing the plot, okay, you know, were hearing all this okay. And so at that point, uh, there was the gunfire and the carrying off of KJ um, by the Migo, and Seamus survived. So I was, I was, I was disappointed in it. I mean, in the sense that I, I think KJ and I had some really good plans for Senior Santiago. Um, but that's okay. I mean, you know, it was his own damn fault, really. And um, I, I think later when they, so they, they take the gate, they take Harris to the moon. I was a little bit um, surprised that, well, I guess, no, I guess I wasn't surprised. The, by splitting the party, sending them through this gate, and actually it, it did dawn on me afterwards that, you know, if you want to go through and back and through again, you need 15 magic points. And um, uh, Remy didn't have that, so I fudged it a little bit. The the whole notion of the combat and finding, um, you know, seeing Sancho's body um, with no brain, I kind of fudged that a little bit because I didn't. I, I wanted to get the party back together, and I didn't want to have to be really hard nosed about. Well, you can't do this until you get this thing, you know, until you get your magic points back. So, okay, fine, they can come through, and you can all be joined together. That's no big deal. Um, I was a little unhappy that they decided to go wandering down the corridors, um, and so I, I basically just threw Migo at them, and and until they, uh, I think they kind of had enough. I I also sort of b- between those two sessions. Um, 31 and 32. I also did talk with one of the players and and sort of suggest that um, you know this may not be really what you know the the chances of really getting Senor Santiago back are pretty much zero. Um, you haven't you know you haven't had any communication with them. They've always been hostile. So maybe you guys should just get you know get away. Um, with regard to the crater and the summoning. Uh, the players are now getting this tendency to feel that they need to try to stop everything, which which I understand. It's part of the game, um, but it also means that they may think of the most harebrained schemes um, to try to stop things. And um, recording this Keeper's Diary um, with the session that just happened uh, recently um, I unfortunately had to make a pretty strong plot fudge um, because partly that was my own stupidity. Um, I'll freely admit that. But uh, I think uh, in a couple of uh, sessions, um, it'll be pretty obvious that I, I really had to, um, uh, in a sense, make the NPCs, uh, the bad guys, possibly react in a way that really shouldn't have because I wanted them to see this set piece. Um, and so I... Just did what I did, uh, and uh, knowing that I wouldn't have done it uh, the way I did. But oh well, live and learn. So um, that's pretty much it. I mean, they kind of found the main, you know, the main plot point. They figured out they need to go to San Francisco, uh, and so uh, they, you know, they've got this whole link now with NWI and Edward Chandler, and so they're off to San Francisco. And the next instance of the Keeper's Diary, I will talk about that chapter. So until next time, see you.